You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Welcome to Season 3 and Episode 61 of the Daily Beaver Morning Show. (laughs) Uh, We serve up a nice, hot, warm bowl of beaver grizzly goodness to get your day started off just right. I'm your host, the eager beaver, pronouns he, him, he, Mr. Beaver, eh? And uh, I am so, so very, very happy that you, dearest kids, have joined us today. Uh, Today is Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. And as you may notice, um, we have a little surprise. I am not at the Beaver Lodge. Nope, he's (laughs) in uh, Studio A of Polly's World. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, The Eke Beaver had a little trouble getting home yesterday. (laughs) So it would seem. Uh, so yeah, we'd rather than, uh, try to do, uh, the episode, uh, from home here in Ottawa because that worked so well yesterday. Uh, I just, uh, sent, uh, Mr. Grizzly a text and said, what if I come over tomorrow morning? And he said, sure. So, and I said, cool. And that was about the extent of the conversation. So here we go. <laughs> uh, it'll be a slightly different one for us, uh, kids, because I'm sort of doing this gorilla style. I do not have my usual setup for notes. So um, uh, please bear with me uh, if it's a little more hesitant today. Um, There's lots in the news. Uh, The first thing, um, you normally started us off with something and uh, I don't, we don't have the clip handy because we weren't able to talk about it. Uh, But uh, Julie Black, 
Yeah, Julie Black uh, doing something I've been doing for years. Mm-hmm. I've been singing the song that way for years, our home on native lands. I say lands, but native land, sure, you can pluralize it if you wish or want or don't want. But yeah, I've singing it that way for years. I also change an additional line in there. Yes. Let's keep our land glorious and free, because I don't feel a, a deity would choose Canada over any other nation, and I don't think we should be so vain to think that that would be the case. So let's keep our land glorious and free, our home on native land. And good on Julie. Uh, I've been a Julie Black fan for a long time. I did uh-huh. see somebody make a comment. Her 15 minutes are almost up. I'm like, dude, she's been on the Canadian musical cultural scene for 25 plus yes. years. You don't know what you're talking about. Shut up, you dumb old white minutes. bugger. 15 minutes. 15 minutes for actually 28 years. 15, yeah, for Miss Julie Black. Yeah, yeah. Miss, Miss Julie, Julie Black. Black. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> right. She's been on the scene since 1997. 98. 98. Mm-hmm. Just a blip. 15 minutes, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm surprised he didn't say they all look the same to him. <laughs> well. Uh, well. <laughs> either way, I, I love her for it. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was badass. And uh, badass in only the way Ms. Julie Black can do it. And, and, and like I said, I've been a fan for a very long time. Um, since the beginning, actually. Um, and I do have a little bit. What's not to love? <laughs> exactly. What's not to love? Our uh, our friend Bryson uh, posted on the Twitter something like, "This is what uh, now. This is how you do allyship, or something like that." <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Dang. I've been singing. Like I said, I've been singing it that way for probably ten, maybe fifteen years. Mm-hmm. And you know, when the whole kerfuffle was a few years back about how they changed um, "All Thy Sons Command" to "All of Us Command," and people got bent into shape about oh, yeah. that, I'm like, but they changed it back to the original lyric. The original lyric was thou dost in us command. They changed it during World War One because we didn't send women to the front lines in World War One. Right. We sent our sons. Now we send our sons and daughters. So in all of us command. Yeah, I agree. But that yeah, that was pretty cool. But oh man, there are people losing their minds. Because yeah. <laughs> they can't deal with the truth. They just did. Yeah. Amazing. It's true. And we I are. Know. You know. I know, but it's amazing how some people just can't handle it. Well, one of the comments I saw in addition to that was a gentleman who said, my family's been here for three generations. And I saw a comment after that. <laughs> my family's been here for five. I've been here for five. We're five generations. And it's like, and, and the fifth generation person was like, it's still, we're on stolen land. I don't own anything, right? right. I own nothing. I'm, I'm, I rent to live on this land. Uh, but it is stolen land, and it is native land, not not ours. It, it's as simple as that. I mean, it, how many land acknowledgments do you hear on an almost daily basis? All the time. Right. Every meeting I attend, they have a land acknowledgment at the very beginning of it. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I'm just... Just, you know, you open up your Twitter one morning and then, you know, it's like, oh, okay, so that happened. <laughs> uh, and I've been having a good time, uh, watch, because I'm a curling freak and the Scotties is on, so, you know, go ladies. Mm. I guess there's been some really, really good games so far and some pretty cool shots, so uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, do you have anything to start us off with, Mr. Grizzly? Well, um... 
Yeah, I have a comment to make. Okay. So Friday's show yeah. that we posted, um, it was a little, it was about two hours, two hours worth of content. It was pulled by uh, the powers that be at YouTube because they say, and I'm going to read this. Uh, let's see. Your content was removed to a violation of our community guidelines. Um, your channel will get a community guidelines strike. You won't be able to do it. Okay, if, that, if it happens again. If you think we've made a mistake, you can appeal this decision. Apparently... Apparently, uh, <laughs> we were pulled due to conspiracy theory. I'm like, but we we don't do conspiracy theory. We do facts first. So I'm wondering who complained uh, and what is the conspiracy? Because again, we don't we don't do conspiracy. We do facts. So I am puzzled. I am as well. So we'll we'll uh, we will appeal it because I I don't understand what they're talking about. So I'm uh, to say when I woke up the first thing this morning and saw that was uh, you know I get click on the email I'm like what mm -hmm. what huh this doesn't make any sense we don't do we don't do conspiracy no so I have no idea where well, it like I said we we talked about it. we thought that maybe it could be. Uh, uh, content violation because we use somebody else's uh, video feed or something like that. But yeah, there was something on that as well. But but no, because we were talking when we were talking about the trains. Yeah, maybe because we mentioned the name of the company that was, you know, because the safety violation safety regulations were rolled back by the Trump administration, and the company that that was you know guilty of the train derailment. Mm -hmm. Guilt. I don't know. Guilty is that the right word? Responsible for. It. Responsible for it. Yeah, that's a better word. Yeah, responsible for the train derailment. Uh, maybe somebody there got miffed. I don't know. I do know that we get targeted by uh, RWNJs constantly, uh, and I'll give you an example. Last night, my ASMR show, mm -hmm. which is zero politics, right? Zero, like no politics whatsoever, right? And matter of fact, I have said on that show multiple times. Everyone is welcome. Right, right. Period. And I said, and, and it, your religion, your politics do not matter. Here, this is a safe space where we can discuss mental health issues. Right. And everybody, no matter what your political strife or belief is, no matter what your, if you're a racist, raging racist, you're, everybody has a mental health issue to deal with right. at some point in their life. Right. right. So I'm trying to create a space where you can come in, we can have a chat, and we can try and get better together. And hopefully, if you can help somebody um, get over a mental health issue, maybe they can see the light and understand that hatred is not good. But I don't, I don't discuss politics on the show. Well, somebody decided that they should put me on a, uh, what, what was the name of the list? Trudeau? Hang on, I'll pull up the list here. It made me chuckle because I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cute. Yeah, uh -huh. uh, it's like Trudeau turdlers or something oh, like this. Yeah. Um, and I immediately block them because what they don't seem to understand is that you can, uh, yeah, see, I blocked it. So I don't even show up on it. Yeah. When you block, when you block somebody who puts you on a list, yeah. it pulls you off the it pulls list. You, off the list. Yeah. you have to like block them, unblock them and block them again. Yeah. And Something then that's like that. it. You're gone from the list. Yeah. Anyway, it was, I don't know, they're, they're, to say Trudeau turd lickers or something like this. And, and they were going on about how, you know, the show was not political. No. At all. No, it's no. about mental health. Mm -hmm. So 
there's a lot of people out there just out to get you, period. I accept that fact, whatever. You know, look, I figure it's, it's a keyboard warrior with a very tiny wiener living in their mom's basement. That's the, that's the image that it conjures up in my head when somebody tries to uh, harm you for doing good or trying to do good. Because mm-hmm. that's all that sh- program is about, is trying to help people who might be suffering from mental health issues. Right, right. That's it. There's no politics, no religion, no conspiracy. None of that is discussed. It is literally, if you're having a mental health issue, let's review it. Let's see how we can get through it. Yeah. So, yeah, people are just going to go out to get you because they, well, they obviously have a mental health challenge because (laughs) if you hunt somebody down and try and bring harm to them for trying to do good to help literally the person who's harming you, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah. Well, with our episode, when we were talking, the only thing that we could think of that could have been remotely conspiratorial sounding is when we were talking about, you know, cutting regulations as being, you know, cutting consumer protections and that people made decisions specifically. Yes. Right. Uh, and and that was that was what was done. But even if that's not... It's not a conspiracy, it's a fact. The concept of being counters does, like I said, the concept of lobbying for still yet more cuts to sometimes where the point where something will be dangerous for the public is like just how much much further can we push it, Mm. right? It's risk calculation. So, yeah, not exactly sure exactly what it is, but yes, we'll find out. Uh, We'll find out. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So shall we, uh, get started? Yes. By all means. All right. Uh, the Rouleau report came out on Friday and it took me everything not to talk about it on Saturday's pub chat podcast. Uh, and then I wanted to talk about it yesterday. <laughs> Could it? <laughs> and, uh, so I was in my kitchen on uh, Friday, uh, getting ready to come to town, waiting for my ride. And, um, uh, Mr. Rouleau, uh, started speaking. Well, actually he hadn't started speaking. Uh, the reporters came out of embargo. They were in a lockup. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, uh, yeah, we got, okay. You know, Mr. Uh, Bill Blair, you know, tabled the report what does it say and uh and then the see the person i wish i could remember her name now cbc new uh the 24-hour channel and uh she's just world yeah news world and she starts um going through the same th- i'm thinking in french right now les grandes lignes i was going to say the large lines okay. <laughs> the, the highlights of the of the report and as she's going through the highlights of the report, I'm thinking, holy crap, mm-hmm. I nailed it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Based on what I said Friday? Oh yeah, yeah. Holy crap, did I ever nail it? Uh, uh, I didn't have the part about uh, what the words that he had for the protesters, mm-hmm. you know, that you can, but not like that, essentially, what we what were saying. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. All the, all from, from the get-go. It's like, yeah, you can protest, but not like that. Uh, and, um, there was something else that I didn't mention that they, that, that he had, and I can't remember it off the top of my head. Um, but he did mention some stuff. I mean, most of the recommendations were on policing. Uh, I thought, you know, I mean, when it came to talking about Doug Ford, he certainly 
<laughs> oh yeah, I thought that not. there might be something maybe sideways or diplomatically, but oh no, no, he tore right into him and justifiably oh, so. Boy, uh, I'm kind of sad that there was no tearing into the conservatives. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised at that too. And then, of course, we saw Skippy get all bent out of shape when they asked him a question. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, so, uh, and then there was uh, just all the things, right? About you know, yeah, I think he was calling it a series of cascading events. I called it a perfect storm of events. Um, so he came out with his report, and it has 56 recommendations. Uh, and the report is actually out in five different volumes, uh, and there are volumes for various things. There's the executive summary. The executive summary alone is 300 pages. Yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot. There's, there's a lot to digest. There's there. a lot in there. Uh, and there's one volume dedicated uh, to uh, the 8,800 submissions that it received from the public, boiling that down uh, in the document. Then there's other things, you know, some, some legal stuff mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and things like that, and, you know, all, everything, you know, description of how the, the commission went down and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, the report was uh, kind of good. And... Okay, I'm going to the cell phone right now where I have some notes taken down, and hopefully they will come up as I had hoped. Not working. <laughs> Technology is great, why folks. Why would it? Ah, <laughs> oh, man, I love my life. Um, so he really, how would I put it? Uh, he was balanced uh, in the sense that there was something for everyone, mm-hmm. right? Oh, there yeah. were things that he mentioned of the prime minister. There were things he mentioned. Uh, you know, he basically said that the decision that he had made uh, was something that other people could see differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was being kind there. Oh, I thought so too. Because he was being very kind, and he didn't need to be, but he was. Yeah. He could have. Extending a bit of an olive branch there. He could have tore into them, and he didn't. Yeah, because, I mean, there really was no way of reason to that. Uh, And the prime minister, you know, mentioning, you know, him talking about that group, you know. And he does, like, while he's saying, he's putting that out there, he actually did say, while that that was misinterpreted, by many people and taken out of context, you shouldn't have said that, mm. right? Um, which, hey, you know, it's sort of like Hilly Critton's basket of deplorables, but it's probably not helpful, <laughs> right? Is it true? Is it kind? Is it helpful or mm-hmm. useful? Uh, probably not helpful or useful. Uh, so, but that's about all, really, mm-hmm. that he had for the government. Uh, and, uh, you know, he was even not as hard on Chief Slowly and the things... As maybe he should have been. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, he did point out the fact that there was stuff going on in the department that seemed to be yes. against him and resistant to him. That, that, that was I have that some was inside there information on that, actually, but I can't disclose it. But let's just say he's not off the mark. Mm, yeah. yeah, I have inside info, stuff but I cannot disclose before. it. Yeah, uh, and then that this just became an opportunity for it, um, and then there's stuff about uh, you know the national intelligence. The, the thing I pointed out specifically in, the, in Mr. Uh, Slowly's testimony about there not being some 
and coordination on intelligence. And he mentioned that uh, too specifically. So that was kind of interesting. Um, so here I have uh, in my notes, this was my hot take at the time. That which the Rouleau report states happened is polar opposite of what Skippy said at the time was happening. It confirms the protest was unlawful and this to the point doing great part to a perfect storm of inexcusable institutional failures of justifying the Emergencies Act. That is now a quasi-judicial finding that'll be allowable in court. So all the people that are still in court and fighting and, you know, facing charges and that type of thing, um, you know, this decision could now be used to, you know, attempt to convict them. Uh, but in the court of public opinion, it means that when Skippy the Dishes delivered Timmy's, one could argue that he provided a comfort to an illegal protest, occupation, movement, or organization. No argument there. Mm -hmm. That picture of then interim leader Bergen dining and partisan statement decision to opt for the let Justin wear the strategy. Allegedly, opposition act to stop an illegal pest now becomes a salient question. Well, because a judge has now said that it was illegal and illegal to the point of warranting an emergencies act. So why did our allegedly loyal opposition support and encourage that? Well, remember when she was being interviewed by Evan Solomon and, and she said to Evan Solomon, well, no one was charged with sedition. And he was like gobsmacked. He was like, what? <laughs> like he couldn't believe she said that. I couldn't believe she said that. I can't believe she wasn't. Well, that's the other thing. She's a seditious, see you next Tuesday kind of gal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People really hate it when I say that, by the way. Well, you know what? I have British and Australian friends who drop the C-bomb all the time. I've never dropped it. Mm. Never. Never on air. Not once, ever. I have in my life, when I was a much younger man, and foolish, <laughs> but now I just say see you next Tuesday. <laughs> uh, so uh, there are going to be some questions if journalists decide that they want to pursue this rather than say, okay, now this is old, let's move on because there's no big news here, right? Um, because the report basically says, again, that for all intents and purposes, things were done about as well as that they could be. Right. Uh, there are recommendations and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but if journalists just want to move on, they're going to move on. But you know, by inference, it hasn't said it out loud. But yes, the current leader of the opposition that is trying to become the prime minister of this nation uh, did provide aid and comfort to an illegal movement, mm -hmm. and the interim leader did also provide that aid and comfort to that interim movement. Uh, and they did not act to defend Canadians as in face of an illegal protest that required the Emergencies Act. And for Pierre Polliver in particular, because his writing is in this area, mm -hmm. is he basically threw the citizens where he, where he lives yeah. to the wolves. Yeah. Yeah. These are inconvenient questions that should be put to them repeatedly. He'll make the argument that, well, my writing is uh, Carlton, which is outside of the downtown court. It doesn't, it it's Ottawa, dude. Matter. You threw the citizens to the wolves. Yes. So, so, um, 
Let's look at, uh, I have a couple of clips from Mr. Rouleau. Let's look at the first one. Okay, just a second. I'll pull it up. And then I've got to go over here to do this. I got a lot of jumping around to do to make this work. There'll be no echo today, though, because we're on the same wave here. So. Yeah. Testified, providing his own account of the event in question. There was also unprecedented access to documents produced by dozens of different entities, including the federal government. Commission counsel were security cleared and able to review documents that were otherwise classified or protected by national security or other public interest privilege. For only the fourth time in Canadian history, cabinet confidence was waived over records containing the inputs that were before cabinet when it deliberated over the use of approximately 20,000 documents were disclosed to the parties who participated in the hearings and approximately 9,000 were introduced. So, so um, of access, like he's saying, is unprecedented. So that cuts off at the pass any pretense from anybody that there was any type of secrecy. And with regard to the decision-making documents, uh, the ones that were protected under attorney-client privilege, mm -hmm. Mr. Lametti said uh, he would not talk about in public. Uh, when the justice was talking about those ones specifically, he did say that he was able to arrive at a conclusion without them because he had all these types of access. One of his recommendations is that this access be written into the law itself mm -hmm. uh, for these documents for the thing because it was absolutely yeah. it was granted because this government was that it was on the right side uh, of things and was sure that it hadn't exceeded powers by the way manner and they did apply the emergencies act as the prime minister keeps on saying it was time limited uh, and the measures were indeed constitutional and they were uh, with as much um, delicatesse as possible. Uh, but, uh, the government had an interest in creating G20 style visuals that this movement or these uh, type of organization could then milk for months and fundraise off of and help uh, cast themselves as victims. Um, so there were some very strategic decisions made in the application. Um, but he was so sure that he was on the right side that he agreed that he would testify and have his ministers testify and give that access. Foundations from Justice Rouleau is that type of access be embedded by uh, virtue of uh, invoking the NCs Act, just by invoking it, that not only do you get the inquiry mandated that comes with it, but that inquiry mandated does get acts cabinet confidence documents uh, without having to seek it's actually written into the law. Um, and this is something uh, that was very much supported uh, by the Canadian uh, Civil Liberties Association. Um, it, well, may, we might have that in a clip uh, later uh, for you um, because of. Uh, <laughs> There's lots going on here. Um, I don't know if uh, do you happen to have it? Uh, Which one? The one from the Canadian Civil Liberties Association? No, I don't. Oh, okay, no worries. No worries. Um, uh, da, 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 da. 
Okay, uh, let's move to Skippy. Do you happen to have his? I got to find it. Hang on a second. Right, right here. Just give me a sec. Hold up. Oh. <laughs> so now we get to Skippy's response. A clip that I wanted to show. I wanted to show how he walks in the room and how he gets it started because this one didn't make the news. So we have this report, and he's coming to the press, and he's coming to talk to them. This is how it starts. Well, the video's gone haywire, so give me a second. <laughs> wow, that's a little weird. Yeah, the video went all squirrely. Give it a second here. Well, it loads. Sometimes can be a little slow. Keep playing. Okay, there we go. Even though I've, I've, it just started to play on its own. Weird how that works out sometimes. Here we go. All right. He walks Bonjour in. tout le monde. Merci d'être venu. At huit ans de Justin Trudeau. Un sur quatre Canadiens. Manque des repas. Okay, stop right there. Okay, walks in, does the button adjust in the front, does the sort of like guy stance mm -hmm. with the arms on the side, same one that uh, Yves-Francois Marchais used before the debates when you look in that picture, yes. and then starts, after eight years of Justin Trudeau, people are not eating. What in the hell does that have to do with the POEC, number one? And number two, Justin Trudeau has not been in power for eight years. No. He goes through a whole diatribe of about two to three minutes of everything that is an issue right now. This blames it all on him. Yes. And then finally gets around to the fact because Justin Trudeau said that, that one thing about that fringe group yeah. that Justice Trudeau, he himself took out of context, but still probably should. Because of that, he caused all of this. It's just beyond ridiculous. Right? Now, he did something that was very clever because we reported on it. There was one MP, Joel Lightbound, that also believed that Prime Minister's remarks were divisive. And he was a liberal MP. So he actually took that and says, and like Joel Lightbounder, because a liberal MP says, and then read it in. Clever, smooth, but he did it with such all the, all the smarm, mm -hmm. right? Again, the off repellent stuff that it just, you know, it wasn't credible. And then he added Bill Morneau on top of that because Bill Morneau recently said as well, right? Um, you know, so it's, but it was like in everything in the kitchen sink. I'm going to talk about housing. I'm going to talk about opioids. I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to mention that. I'm going to mention that. I'm going to throw the Joel Lightbound and the Bill Morneau and all of this because please, 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 please don't ask me any question about my role in it. And the press... So, distract and avoid. So he did this in French and he did this in English. And the thing says it's about 22 minutes or 25 minutes. And he took about 13 minutes doing that. Mm -hmm. And then he basically took four questions. The first question, it was somebody that decided to ask him about the China thing. So the journalists are there for that, and the first one, clearly, was one that was friendly to him, decides not to ask him about that one. The second journalist asks him about it. 
And the then you regret. get the one where he goes off about the CBC. Well, and here's the best part. The, the reporter who asked him that question, the journalist who asked him, is an independent journalist, doesn't work for the CBC. Mm-hmm. He went on a diatribe. Look at the camera. Look at the camera. <laughs> you got to look at the kids. I'm looking at you. <laughs> Ignore me. Look at the camera. Um, it's, it's the folks on, online that want to see you. Um, he goes on a diatribe about how Justin Trudeau in power for eight years and people are starving. It's like you didn't answer a single question. He is incapable of leadership. He is incapable of answering a question. He is so so thin-skinned, so thin-skinned, that if you, if you point the finger of accusation at him for something he actually did, he loses his mind and points the finger of blame at everybody else. He is incapable of accepting responsibility for his own actions. He is the most thin-skinned politician I've ever seen in Canadian politics, ever. I mean, there's no question how much I despise the man, but he just, he just took, he took it to a new level. It's like, dude, you, you, you were asked a simple question and you couldn't answer it. You refused to answer it. Instead, you deflected and blamed everything in the last eight years of Trudeau. He's not been in power for eight years. Well, not only that, but at the time of the protest, camera. At the camera. time of the protest, he wasn't even in power seven. Mm-hmm. That's He's right. closer to seven than eight currently. So a year ago, at the time of the process, it's after just, eight years of Justin Trudeau, one year ago. <laughs> He's trying the Trump populism thing, and he does have some people who swallow it hook, line, and sinker. Hopefully, we can reach out across the aisle to those folks and say, hey, um, he's lying to you daily. And every time he gets called out on his lies or his deflection or his absolute bovine fecal matter, he immediately blames the CBC. Yeah, but this is now the second time he's done this on a big, mm-hmm. on a big, big day, yeah. right? Yeah. The David Aiken thing. This act is going to get old, especially if he's got another two more years. It's, it's old already. Yeah. Uh, so, and now, uh, as we mentioned, uh, often we talk about the battle of tone and countertone. So while, uh, Skippy, uh, gets asked one question, oh yeah. And, uh, of the four questions, then the fourth one was from the Western standard, of course. So that was a gimme. So, uh, that's just a branch of the PBCC. That's their media arm. He wasn't pressed at all. There was four questions. There was one mm-hmm. that was pressing. Um, so whatever else came to cover him didn't cover this story or his role in it of course not. um so yeah he's got that whole thing where he goes off on the cbc and uh, like I said, if you actually watch the whole thing it, it, it even looks it, look, it looks terrible well even andrew Shear jumped in all oh, the cbc so i immediately responded to andrew Shear with is the cbc in the room with you now andrew he can't answer a simple question and has to blame Justin Trudeau for everything that's bad in the world. He cannot. He refuses to answer a question. He's a failure just like you. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, all this talk as if, like, they would somehow have done better for us. It's like, no, they won't, right? Like the healthcare thing. You know, it's like, oh, Justin Trudeau broke the bank, so now he doesn't have the money to have healthcare. It's like healthcare is a big social program, big costly bloated social program that you said you didn't believe in. So it's like, why are you complaining? <laughs> it's not it's not like you would have put money in it even if you had it. 
we got so, we got to design so. a logo and and we'll, we'll let's design a logo if if the cost is watching or any or, or pete maybe pete can help us design a logo where his name pierre Poliver, we put it pierre and then Poliver, and the p's are flip-flops <laughs> because the guy flip-flops so much oh man i tell you uh but in the battle of tone versus counter so while you have him walking up uh, to the mic and lifting his head up and doing his smarmy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the prime minister was asked specifically in his uh, uh, presser if he had regretted saying those words. Mm-hmm. And he showed humility. Yeah, he did. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, uh, and like I said, I had clips of all these things lined up uh, gets, uh, because I'm not at home, wasn't able to prepare them beforehand. Uh, I can't show them to you, but uh, maybe we'll do that in uh another we'll we'll do a sort of recap type show at some point and mm-hmm. be able to put that in there for you uh, but yes he did show the humility he said he did regret uh he did make the point he did take the time to make the point that yes there is a specific group yeah and that he is talking about that but yes he probably should have had considered uh that not everybody there at that moment was there and again the prime minister is being very generous because the people that were were still there at the time that he had to invoke the emergencies act because while it may be possible that there were some there that were there for valid legitimate honest reasons or whatever mm-hmm. they still did not know better than to leave after the confederate flags and the swastika showed up yeah. and after there was an injunction and after they had received warnings multiple after warnings they had... so uh, well, it's also- again, but you know what? It, it's it's that thing, right? Like in a relationship, sometimes you take responsibility for a little more than that was just yours in order to try to smooth things over. So let's he's also being, remember he's being though, the bigger man here. Let's also remember though, how many conservatives uh, took part in the Public Order Emergency Commission? Donuts. Nobody, not a single one. The That's prime the minister. Me. The prime minister took part in this. No, not a single conservative. Matter of fact. Doug Ford, who was subpoenaed, used parliamentary powers to not show up. Privileges, yeah. Parliamentary privileges, yep. thank you. To not show up and testify. Well, guess what, Doug? You don't show up to defend yourself. We get to paint you with the brush of conspiracy. Charged in, in absentia, as you can say. Yeah. But the, the thing, and, I mean, I get it. We talked about it on the show. I get it. It was you know, an inquiry into the decision, and the decision was made by the government. So, therefore, only the government... Right, members of the government are, are being called to testify. But considering that the conservatives had a stated strategy, outright stated strategy of let the prime minister wear it, let's not do yeah. anything. That's not a secret. Because, we know and, this. And we're seeing cavorting and providing, aid. I'm very, very surprised that not one of them was called to testify at all. Yeah. yeah. Why wasn't Candace Bergen there? She should have been. Yeah. And she was the one who wrote the, the email. And, well, I mean, they're not mentioned. I mean, maybe they are. I didn't read all of it. But, yeah. this, but none of them come out in the highlights. It should be there. She was the one who wrote an email and said, let's make this the prime minister's problem. Oh, what a good Canadian who wants to hold the country together during a time of crisis. Seditionist a little bit, maybe. 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 You think? I don't care who gets hurt so long as I get mine. Basically is what it boils down to. Yeah. Terrible. Yep. Citizens, the, what it basically boils down is that citizens were taken hostage and there was one party that did not care. And not only did they not care, they tried to gain advantage from it. 
financial in terms mm-hmm. of fundraising and political. They were willing to sacrifice the country. They were willing to sacrifice the residents of Ottawa, hoping that, you know, there would be enough arrows that would land into the prime minister that he would bleed out. They don't care. They want power at any cost. They will, they will harm anyone who gets in their way. They will use anyone to their advantage. And when they're done with them, they will toss you aside. We've already seen Skippy do that with um, his Diagalon buddies that he marched with last summer. Yep. The moment they said something that he's, he disagreed with, he tossed them all aside and he had one of them arrested. And you'll notice that in his whole presser, well, I mean, because we didn't play it, but in his whole presser, he did not say one word about them. No, no, no. In support, in praise, nothing. No, they don't exist. He used them for what he needed them for, and now he's tossed them aside, and they no longer exist to him. Mm -hmm. Just like I've said from time and time again, the city of Ottawa was abandoned by Doug Ford because Centertown, which was the one under occupation where I live, is mostly working class and poor. And we don't vote conservative. Consecutively, we've elected as MPs or MPPs, either liberal or NDP. I cannot tell you the last time conservative won in this riding, either federally or provincially. Mm-hmm. Not in the last 50 years. Yep. We don't vote conservative in this riding. And again, we're working class and poor. So he didn't give a shit. Didn't care one bit. Threw us to the wolves and let us fend for ourselves. And it came out in the wash. We all know about it. Yep. Justice Rouleau pinpointed him, pointed out his dereliction of duty. Yep. Disgusting. Now, will there be a somehow that guy got reelected? Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Well, the one uh, good thing about that is that, uh, given that it keeps, uh, given that uh, Mayor Tory has now fully resigned. Um, Given that Meritoria has now fully resigned and didn't try to drag it out, it, if the objective of that was to take our eye and our attention off the stagnant dough and the green belt, mm. uh, it didn't happen because no. now we can turn our attention back. And the fact that this happened with Justice Rouleau putting uh, the dereliction of duty or the abdication of responsibility ball right into his court, um, the bad press on Doug Ford continues, uh, which then allows us to make a perfect segue to the green belt and keep on with the bad press. So uh, <clears throat> if this was an attempt to try and quell it for a little bit, uh, it doesn't work on the Justice Rouleau, just brings the negative spotlight back uh, on him. Mm. So, you know, which allows us to say, okay, and now can we get back to talking about the stack and do with the green belt, please? Yeah, that's next. <laughs> 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 Sorry, excuse me. So, yeah, uh, there'll be more to come, uh, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get uh, those clips for you and uh, something with a little more organization, uh, talking about some of the uh, recommendations specifically uh, in a future uh, show for you, kids. But I believe we have a show, Mr. Grizzly. We do indeed, sir. All right, kids, that's the end of this episode of The Daily Beaver. We hope you enjoyed listening to this because we very much enjoyed making this for you. Uh, because. Because uh, democracy is something that you do uh, if you have the moment and if you have the ability to support our brothers and sisters in Syria and in uh, Turkey. 
affected uh, by the earthquake and not only the earthquake, but they got hit with two more yesterday, mm-hmm. a 6.4, and then followed with another 5.8. Uh, there are over 47,000 people who have lost their lives, over 40,000 in Turkey, over 6,000 in Syria. Uh, there are at least a million homeless. Uh, it's, 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 it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Uh, so if you can help, uh, please do. It would be appreciated. If you would like to subscribe, you can do that via our pod page, podpage.com slash the true north eager beaver with a hyphen between each one of those words. And once we have something fresh off the bandwidth, we'll come straight to you. Uh, if you can, uh, please, if you're listening to us on any platform that allows you to give reviews or stars, we appreciate them very much. Um, we will not tell you how many, but just, you know, suggest. There's a certain number that we like. <laughs> uh, if you would like uh, to support us because you love what we do and you want to encourage us to do more, you can make your way to our tip jar. If you just give a little, uh, you take your phone and uh, you scan the little QR code here if you're watching. It's That'll right bring you there. to our coffee page. And if you are listening, it is ko-fi.com, ko-fi for coffee, slash eager beaver, all in one word, and lowercase letters. So ko-fi.com/eagerbeaver, And that way you buy a uh, cup of coffee for Miss Grizzly or you can buy a mug of hot chocolate for yours truly here and of course if you like value for money we have that cool crisp fresh eager beaver merch that you love and want we have Mr. Grizzly Civics Tees and Eager Beaver Tees in different designs, sizes small to 3XL, something for literally everybody. So show the world that you are an informed and engaged citizen and increase your romantic energy by 18.4% because February's not over. There's still time for love. All right, Mr. Grizzly, do you happen to have any words of wisdom for the kids? Um, winter's not over, so don't put away all your winter clothes yet. Um, we just got through full spring. It's about to get chilly out again. I guess the polar vortex is on its way back. So try and bundle up because otherwise you can find yourself, uh, feeling not great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a proverb in French that goes, uh, en avril ne te découvre d'un fil en mai, fais ce qui te plaît, which literally translated is in April, don't remove a thread in May, do as you please. And we're only still February. That's right. (laughs) Uh, uh, Kids, please take time to be kind to and gentle with yourself. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum. And the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind.
Have a beaverific day, everyone. See ya. Do, did, will. The Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.